Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, beaming out to you from the sunny, sunshine coast of Australia. Joined today by Meredith Elliott Powell. Meredith, welcome back. It's been five years since we met. How you been? <laughs> it's been an interesting five years, wouldn't you say? I would say the last couple are especially interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With global pandemics and elections and different bits and pieces. Lockdowns and all those great things. Yeah, yeah. But you look like you're in the great outdoors there, are you? No, well, sort of. I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and oh. I literally live in a log cabin. Yeah, it looks like it with your English set of dog. That's right, I do. Well, I'm trying to... <laughs> Probably yeah, still trying to... And frisky. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to keep him out of this interview, so I apologize <laughs> if he appears. Not at all. Celebrate diversity, including species. <laughs> Good. So for those of you who don't know Meredith, she's been voted one of the top 15 business growth experts to watch, top 41 motivational sales speakers. She's also incredibly passionate about helping her clients learn the kind of, the, if you like, the secrets or the top tips to take uncertainty, which often comes with anxiety, and to channel that energy into competitive advantage. So and that brings us quite nicely to the title of this interview, which is how to thrive by turning uncertainty, which we all live with almost every day, particularly over the last few years, to competitive advantage. Meredith, your time starts now. Question number one is, who is your ideal client? My ideal client are CEOs or C-suite professionals doing well, looking to take their business to the next level. Thank you for that. So question two, what's the big problem you solve? I guess it's this whole thing around uncertainty. Can you elaborate a bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. One of the top three issues keeping CEOs and C-suite professionals up at night is uncertainty and change. And I help them turn that from something that keeps them up at night to something that helps them sleep because they have a strategy, they have a plan to not only navigate it themselves, but help their teams navigate it successfully. Thank you for that. So it's a lot more than You mentioned sleeping well at night, which is important because that gives us the energy to have a productive day and be a nice person with our family and friends. (laughs) But you added a little bit there as well, which is around not just alleviating stress or anxiety or uncertainty, but actually channeling that. And that's what we're going to explore a little bit more folks on, turning that into something that's a positive force. So tell us about the symptoms. You've got these leaders and organizations, the C-suite execs and so on, What's going on in their business or their life that they would think, yeah, I I need to listen up to this? There's five and a half minutes left. Yeah, that's such a good question because there's a couple of things. Either they're doing incredibly well and they're waiting for the ball to drop. They're worried about when the shift is going to come that's going to negatively impact them or they're having the flip. They're really struggling. They're right in the middle of uncertainty and they don't know what to do. It's really fascinating. I studied what happened to people in the middle of the pandemic. 75% of the people I interviewed got stuck. They wanted to take action. They wanted to do something. They wanted to move forward, but they Mm -hmm. didn't know how. I wanted to solve that problem. So that's why we wrote the proven formula of what you need to do. We took the guesswork out out of how to navigate uncertainty. All right. And we're going to to come to some of the real oil on that in a moment, folks. So question four is, we want to explore the common mistakes that these leaders make when they do have uncertainty. So that's question four. They're ambitious people. They want to deal with it. What are they doing that actually turns out in hindsight to be a mistake? Four and a half minutes left. Number one, they ignore it. They wait for it to show up. The funny thing I think about uncertainty and change is we know it's coming. 
So if you know change is coming, why don't you prepare for it? The second is they don't get their teams ready for change. We make change something that we dictate to people. And what people want in the middle of uncertainty is they want control, the one thing they can't have. So we build strategies that help leaders proactively deal with change and then help their teams feel empowered by change rather than disempowered by change. And what I love about that is you've got a a process, a proven path that people can follow, step one, step two, step three. Let's look at one of those steps. Question five, three and a half minutes left, a top tip, one action that some of these leaders could take that's not going to solve the whole problem. They might need you for that, but it might take them a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's strategy number two, condition yourself for change. There's a great term from the U.S. military called embrace the suck. It isn't the realists or the pessimists that survive challenging times. It's the realist that does. And we use a tool called a skeptic where you look outside of your business to see the change coming. It's society, competition, economics, politics, technology, industry, customers. And by simply doing an external brainstorm, you can start to examine the shifts coming in the marketplace and ask yourself, what shifts do we need to be paying attention to now while you have resources and time to prepare? Right. Perfect. Thank you. So question number six, and we've got three minutes left. want to talk about it somewhere people can go to get more about this. They can find out more. A free resource would be great. What have you got? Yeah, well, number one, if you go to my website, valuespeaker.com, just valuespeaker.com backslash quiz, you're going to take the Thrive Indicator uh, quiz. You're going to see where you fall on the scale of uncertainty. And in that, you are going to get the nine-step proven formula. You're going to get step-by-step of exactly what you need to do to thrive in an uncertain marketplace. My website is full of free tools and resources. I even did nine videos on the nine steps. Fantastic. So what's the website again, please? It is valuespeaker.com. Just the words valuespeaker.com. You'll find everything there. Valuespeaker.com. Thank you very much. And folks, look, do look for the, the quiz because that's going to give you a really good blueprint, not only where you're at, but where you need to get to and how do you need to get there. Question number seven, we've got 95 seconds left. Meredith, what's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? What is the most important and most shocking strategy that I found out when doing the research and studying these companies that have been around and been through tragedies? The one that blew me away was the one I never saw coming is the biggest challenge you have in the face of uncertainty is how to make a decision. When you have no idea what the future holds, positive or negative, how do you know what top technology to invest in, whether to expand, whether to pull back, whether to do whatever? Every company I researched for over 250 years has been making decisions the exact same way. They have been making decisions according to their core values. If it aligned with their core values, it's the right decision for them. If it didn't, they let it go. Core values are powerful. They're like a North Star that will carry you through any challenge, obstacle, or opportunity that you are facing, and they will carry you through it beautifully. I'm so obsessed with this, Tom, that I am writing my next book about the power of core values as it relates to uncertainty. So when you say that, it sounds easy, but when people make decisions based on core values, there's often a big sacrifice they need to make. Huge. Uh, You know, we're just exiting Facebook because we yes. don't believe the values are aligned with our, our core values. And that's not a judgment of Facebook. It's just in, there's no alignment there. But there's a cost to that. So it's fascinating. And I've, I've heard similar reports before from 
massive research paper. It's fascinating to me that something like core values can actually be like a beacon or a light that leads us to continual growth. Meredith, thank you so much for your time and your insights. It's been a pleasure again. Thank you. I've really, really enjoyed it. Really appreciate the time. Cheers. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.